Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Amen. As we enter into the holiest of weeks for the Christian church, much is tied to the earliest practices by Christians who went to Jerusalem at that time of the year to celebrate Easter and the whole trek of Jesus to his cross. Palm Sunday is actually part of Passion Sunday, maybe new to you in some ways, but it's really, frankly, fairly old to the church. And being part of that Passion Sunday is having the wider vision set upon Holy Week. That's why we got two separate, distinct readings of the gospel. The church's procession heads this week to what's called the Triduum, or three days. And you know those three days to be Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and we'll do it the first time this year, but Easter Eve or Easter Vigil. These days of the Triduum predate even the 40 days you know so well of the Lenten season. That's how profoundly focused the earliest Christians were on that Holy Week of Jesus to observe those things. Now, Palm Sunday brings excitement. As you know, I remember when I was a kid and we had the palm branches and all that stuff and it was good and nice. But, you know, it's like graduating or when you kind of have that wedding day or when you have that excitement of buying a new home or even when you finally can tell people I'm retiring and so forth. All those are exciting things. But here's the thing. The bigger issue, as we know so well, with weddings or graduating, all that stuff is, now what? That's always the, the thing after the excitement. Now what? And this is what we face with Holy Week, having to live with this Jesus. The account of Palm Sunday by St. Matthew, every year we have the account from John, that's for the procession. But the Matthew's account, and all the Gospels have the account of Palm Sunday, but Matthew writes these words in a unique way. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. And so what Matthew wants to get at is for all that the praise and glory was on that day. Nobody really knew what to do with Jesus. If he was a messianic king, they wanted him to take charge. If he was a prophet, certainly he had to act with the power of the prophets long ago. And yet, only five days later, the last verdict we hear about Jesus is before Pontius Pilate. He offered up a known criminal, Barabbas, or Jesus. And the only answer by the crowd gathered on that day was to crucify Jesus and give us what we do know. That guy's a criminal. We're going to stick with that guy. To follow Christ, to follow him, is God's salvation known at work only in this way? By way of the cross. 
And so Lent has directed us to the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ where everything comes into focus. It's the heart and center of why you are a Christian. The ways of men by governing will not do the trick. You should know that. Even in our present world today, men will not govern themselves out of, of the world of sin, death, and the devil. Pilate, as a Roman ruler, tried on his own terms to remove his own guilt. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And that's kind of like him saying, you can translate it, saying, you're going to see what this is going to become of this. He could see the setup and wanted nothing to do with the mess of it. His word of innocence and washing of hands, guess what? It was empty. It meant absolutely nothing. Pilate was not the subject to the people. Oh no, the people were subject to Rome. The whole matter was just not worth the effort to Pontius Pilate. It was easier to render judgment on himself, I'm innocent, rather than to render justice, which he could do, to the innocence of Jesus. It just wasn't worth it to him. Not another riot, not another one to beat down by the Roman soldiers. They could do it, but he didn't do it. Passing blame neither removes our sin nor dismisses the guilt. Self-declared goodness does not stand before Christ crucified. And that should be doubly emphasized in our culture today when everything's about self and how we speak so much about our reasons for doing stuff. It will not stand before the crucified Jesus, our justifications for life. And so while Pilate resisted the guilt of his verdict that he would make on Jesus, the way of power by the people did the opposite. You can see it so well. Strength in numbers, as they say, and what Jesus received was a heavy blow. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. First off, that's not an exclusive judgment to be taken on a race of people like the Jews. All right? Second, such a claim of guilt does not render the sacrifice of Jesus empty for all people. Third, the people demanding crucifixion of Jesus ignored the judgment he already spoke when it came to rejecting him. They were asking for it, and this is what would happen in that day and age. The destruction of Jerusalem and temple would come by the Romans, in 70 AD. So God's suffering servant is for a sinful world where none can claim the guilt of doing something. Well, I can handle it. I'll bear the guilt of making that decision. That's what they were saying. But none can do that since all are, all are already guilty. Christ crucified declares his saving work the greater power. And so Isaiah says today in our text about Jesus, Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment. The moth 
will eat them up. And so whether it's Pilate or the people, all were drafted into a spectacle set upon the gospel. Something that God designed before the foundations of the earth, but fit for that time and place and fit for us to remember continually through our life as Christians. And we read, Then Pilate released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. And so the way of deliverance by God is to follow Jesus to his cross. Pilate did not go. His soldiers did the dirty work of capital punishment. Pilate wasn't there. Pilate did not care. Judgment by the cross meant being cut off, as you know, to the Jewish people. And for the Gentiles, it was utter disgrace rendered by Roman justice system to be crucified. And yet, it was this humility of Jesus crucified that removed the guilt that stands against us before God. Not empty words of Pilate, but as St. Paul shares about Holy Week, you heard, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also alone with him graciously give us all things? While Pilate gave up on justice, the father handed over his son to justify all by the cross. Not governing, but grace for you and any is in Jesus Christ crucified. You as you know, by baptism, we're not washed with the hands of Pilate, but by the hands of Christ himself in baptism, forgiven and made innocent by his holy name upon your life. And so the way of deliverance by God is to follow Jesus Christ to his cross. While the people were expedient, practical in their demand, and of course it was egged on behind the scenes by the religious leaders, God's Son made his power known. They claimed the guilt, but Jesus as the Christ offered up the perfect sacrifice that all the people could not claim, not before God. And so his blood was for the people and their children, not a curse but God's great blessing to Israel and all people. And as Peter said after the resurrection on Pentecost, and now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. So powerful was Holy Week, so consuming in the way of darkness that God designed to be put upon his Son, that it worked out with a glory for all people, even the ones who did the dirty work. Holy Week gives glory to one Savior of the world and only one Savior for his church. It's the same church, whether in good times or bad times, whether a church in America that has to face a certain way things may be, or a church in another nation that has to face those struggles of governance. There's only one Savior. The patient suffering of Jesus was not pointless. 
He was neither ignorant of sin, death, and the devil, nor powerless like the people. Every accusation, painful step, beating, whips, and nails all point to the suffering of God. And by finding him at the cross, we find ourselves. St. Paul said, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. He is talking about the mind and the way of Holy Week that had no shame but to suffer and to win the victory for us. So too, we walk in this world at the present time with whatever individual, family, or church situations may be, confident more than in Holy Week, but because Jesus is the one who has died and risen, and he does love us a great deal, you, his body, the church. And so it's more than Holy Week, but a holy of a way of life that flows out from him. And him is all you need, who alone loves us. Amen. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel, even the king of kings of this world. Amen. At this time, we rise and